and welcome to Adult Human Female, a feminist podcast exploring news and events that are significant to women's rights. I'm your host, Ellie Ellis. So here we are again, checking in from lockdown. I hope everyone's doing okay. Things are still really strange. We're in our, uh, we're just finishing our second full week of lockdown in the UK now. Um, Time is becoming meaningless. Yeah, things are not improving and it's just a scary time for everyone, so I hope you're all doing okay out there. Only a couple of headlines this week and then the main stories are kind of an accumulation of various different things I've seen that kind of I've managed to categorise into two things I want to talk about. So Here are this week's headlines. Children's author Jacqueline Wilson has come out at the age of 74. She has apparently been in a relationship with her partner Trish for 18 years, but has finally decided to come out publicly. Uh, The article that I read, which I think was in the Metro, actually also had her saying some very sensible things about trans kids or, you know, children whose parents think they are trans. And um, yeah, it was quite heartening to read. And unbelievably, (laughs) Jessica Yaniv has been suspended from Twitter. I've not been able to find out what caused the ban. Obviously, all of his tweets are currently unavailable because he is suspended. But I mean, it's about bloody time. Um, God knows what he's been saying and to who. And, uh, you know, he's also currently up on that weapons charges. And he said there's lots going on. But uh, yes, we don't fit with them in Twitter for a while, so that's nice. Okay, so the main things I wanted to talk about today. I'm sure you're all aware that 31st March was International Trans Visibility Day. <laughs> Which, I mean, fine. You know, let them have a day. They are so invisible and absolutely never bang on about themselves all the time. But, yeah, a few things to say about that day and reactions to it and also sort of following on I guess what's been kind of my theme in a sense which is how trans people are coping in the coronavirus crisis. So firstly I saw that Idaho sort of maybe slightly sneaked through a couple of or maybe I think it was one bill that had various different clauses in it relating to trans people the the day before Trans Day of Visibility uh, where basically now in Idaho no one can change their birth certificate, to, like change a sex marker on their birth certificate. And also people have to compete in the sport that correlates with the sex that they are. So really positive stuff. Obviously, there's been a bit of a hoo-ha over whether or not it was kind of because of all the coronavirus stuff. It meant that people couldn't go out and um, demonstrate against it. Whatever. I mean, you know, it's good news. It is is really good news that legislation is being brought in to protect people, basically, which is what I consider this legislation to do. Uh, But yeah, trans state of visibility. Disturbingly, I saw both Nickelodeon and the Cartoon Network had social media posts celebrating Trans Visibility Day. I mean, just a trans flag as as a picture and then a little blurb at the top, but... You know, it just seems wildly inappropriate. Those are both children's television channels. And 
given the grooming nature of trans ideology. I just, you know, it doesn't seem appropriate at all that they should be putting it out there. The campaign group All Out published a list of how trans people are suffering under the social distancing rules of COVID-19, which, I mean, I've read it, and basically it's kind of ways in which we're all suffering. There wasn't anything particular to trans people, to be honest, not that I saw. I mean, you know, we're all isolated. Anyone who... I don't, probably anyone who doesn't even normally struggle with mental health is going to be finding the isolation really hard. If you do struggle with your mental health, then you're going to be finding it even harder. And, you know, let's face it, trans people fall into that category. Money, yeah, we're all suffering because of money. You know, the the UK government is providing some bailouts, but it's not it's not going to be enough for a lot of people. So, you know, there's a lot of... Um, look at me, look at me, look how I'm suffering going on from the trans community, which everyone's having a shit time. People are, people are dying, you know? So they kind of need to get over themselves. Um, meanwhile, people took to Twitch, which is not something, not, not a, a, a format that I'm familiar with, but people took to Twitch to raise money for trans people who were impacted by social distancing. Mostly this seems to be, I mean, they raised like $31,000, I think, which is kind of a horrifyingly large amount of money when you think about all the other people who are suffering at the moment in more direct ways. This mostly seems to be money raised for surgery, which isn't even happening at the moment, which is another thing they're moaning about, obviously. Yeah. I can think of a million places I'd rather give my money but um and people have also taken to social media to threaten violence against against themselves others or the coronavirus itself because of delays to their surgery there's a lot of suicide threat going on which you know I don't know again a bit of perspective you know I don't doubt that feeling that, you know, body dysmorphia, similar to what is experienced in anorexia, I don't doubt, is awful. Absolutely terrible. But threatening suicide in order to somehow, I mean, no one's going to give them surgery just because they're threatening suicide anyway. You know, it, it's all a bit pointless, very manipulative, and... Um, kind of just shows a lack of perspective which is not surprising because actually if you're in the depths of something like body dysmorphia then I guess you don't have a lot of perspective but yeah I just it is incredible how this sort of wave of narcissism is still still cresting despite everything else that's going on at the moment so yeah, they've they've said things like, if coronavirus affects my top surgery plans, I will set something on fire. Nice. Uh, the next person of this, the, the next tweet that I've seen, they're threatening to light themselves on fire. This person's top surgery got cancelled because of coronavirus concerns, and they've put, give me mastectomy or give me death. I mean, this one is... Uh, 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 you know, you can't quite believe that it's even real. 
I don't know if it is real or not, but this says, if I get coronavirus, the first thing I'm doing is going to the old people home my nan stays in to breathe on them, and they all die of the virus. My nan leaves me £7,000 in the will, which is enough to get my top surgery illegally as I'm a minor. I mean, I, I really hope that's not real, because even if that's a sick joke, it's not funny. So I hope it's just some troll, like, I, it's just... <sighs> yeah, and it's like they kind of know that they're selfish, they don't care that they're selfish. It's just, you know, this this virus and this isolation is going to impact on so many people's mental health in so many different ways. And I... I don't know, it's like, you know, there aren't loads of anorexics out there taking to Twitter to complain about how this virus is impacting their mental health. There aren't loads of depressed people taking to Twitter, you know, complaining about how this virus is impacting their mental health. It, it, it's so self-absorbed, which I think really kind of just does summarise exactly what a lot of the issue is with trans ideology. So, yeah, I mean, this one as well. Trans patients were called last week and informed their long-awaited top surgery had been cancelled to let more cancer mastectomies happen. It's not their responsibility. Our surgery is not cosmetic. Transgender wait times are fatal and I won't die waiting. I mean, like, cancer mastectomies <laughs> need to happen because cancer is, is actually fatal. <sighs> Suicide is always a choice, and I don't say that lightly, I don't. But you won't literally drop dead by not having an elective mastectomy. You would have to choose to die by suicide. And it might feel like the only option, but it's still an option. Whereas, if someone doesn't have a cancer mastectomy, they're gonna, like, they're gonna die. I mean... So it's no surprise at all that that the that the, the, the self-involvedness of trans ideology is literally just soaring at the moment and it I don't know it kind of makes sense in a way that the added anxiety which we're all experiencing is going to trigger them in this way uh, uh, and it's going to spill out in this narcissistic kind of manner, um, uh, you know, and I'm not excusing it at all, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't surprise me that this has happened and that this is how people are responding. Yeah. So that's how tough it is to be trans during COVID-19. But the other thing I wanted to talk about, which I do think is quite a bit more serious, is what is happening for women at the moment, and domestic violence rates are soaring. And, you know, this is being sort of attributed to the fact that, I mean, basically women are trapped at home with their abusers. And like I said, you know, everyone's anxiety levels are higher because of what is happening. So those people whose anxieties 
tend to be externalized and result in violence against other people you know of course there is going to be more of that going on at the moment women's aid have published a post you know pointing out that covid-19 is not causing homicide abusers do there have been murders already of women by men as sort of i mean not as a result of coronavirus because it's you know the man killing the woman that is responsible but you know headlines have said you know first murder victim of coronavirus yeah no it's 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 unlikely that any of the domestic abuse that's going on is happening for the first time i mean it it's always got to happen for the first time once hasn't it but you know it's not that it's not that a load of men who weren't abusive have suddenly become abusive because they're having to self-isolate. What is happening is the men who are violent and abusive are becoming increasingly so because of being forced to self-isolate. And, you know, it's, it, it's a terrible time for women. You know, they are trapped at home with their abusers. You know, we are, we are sort of coming out of a time of austerity when um, so many domestic abuse services have been have been subject to cuts and you know it's it's awful those kids for whom school is actually sort of a reprieve from being at home with a violent parent don't have that you know it's a pretty awful time to be a woman lockdowns could also result in millions of unwanted pregnancies and unsafe abortions there's been a lot of back and forth about the availability of abortions and um, things like the morning after pill. You know, travel restrictions and lockdowns really are going to have a huge impact on contraceptives and reproductive healthcare services. Because, you know, I mean, if you can't get out, if you can't get to a pharmacy, if you can't get to a clinic, if those clinics are closed because of staff shortages, you know, it, it really is quite scary. And of course, as we know, it's women who suffer because of this. It's not men. It's not the men who get them pregnant. It's the women who are pregnant who suffer. So it's quite scary what could potentially happen as a result of these lockdowns and restrictions on travel you know which obviously are really important and it is really important to contain the virus as much as possible but yeah just who knows what is going to happen and I've also been reading about this is in the independent and they are calling them sex workers I might call them prostituted women but being left penniless and face being made homeless because if their main source of income is prostitution, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, I think porn is spiking ridiculously at the moment, but that's because men can't get out and they can't see prostitutes and they can't buy sex, so they what they can buy is porn. And, you know, these prostituted women who are already so vulnerable you know 
actually having sex with someone is there's no way of social distancing while you're doing that is there so people are not going to want to be going out and and having random sex I hope you know which yeah it means that those women who do rely on that as a source of income they're screwed <laughs> so you know that and and again it's it's women who are suffering and yeah it's just awful so we've there's that to deal with as well so it's not a great time to be a woman as much as um trans activists would like you to believe that it's a terrible time to be trans you know it's really not a great time to be a woman either and um yeah it's it's tough it's really tough for a lot of people out there especially women and if you are struggling at home with a family member or a partner who is abusive please do seek help do try and you know and I know it's so hard if you're if you're stuck at home with them under lockdown I know it's not me easy but you know contact women's aid quick google find your local domestic violence charity but um please just don't suffer in silence because it is a scary time and women are ending up dead so dictionary corner this week I thought I would talk briefly about rapid onset gender dysphoria and just the stats which I haven't been able to find concrete stats what I have been able to find is I mean that there are concrete stats about the number of girls young girls which is what rapid onset gender dysphoria covers it the, the increases in recent history as transgenderism became more of a thing um exponentially the number of girls young adolescent girls seeking treatment for gender dysphoria has just skyrocketed and it did used to be primarily men young men who who were seeking um sort of sex reassignment surgery or whatever and what what has been noticed is that you know it's it's that there is not an increase in older women it's young women and this was I mean this was coined as rapid onset gender dysphoria by and I had the page open I've lost it where is it here we go Lisa Lippman who is a researcher at Brown University in the United States she coined the term rapid onset gender dysphoria she wrote a study in which she came up with the term rapid onset gender dysphoria in adolescents and young adults, a study of parental reports. And the article basically, it, it drew attention to the phenomenon of rapid onset gender dysphoria, which parents had been concerned about, but had it hadn't up until that point been studied systematically um, in scientific literature. So she decided to look into it she obviously received a shitload of criticism not least for coming up with this term and suggesting that you know this type of gender dysphoria is somehow different from any other type of gender dysphoria I mean it is you know it does what it says on the tin it, it it's the, the point is 
that these young girls sort of reach adolescence and then in the process of going through puberty are then sort of coming out as trans. And the concern is that this says a lot about how hard it is for young women to deal with puberty and the way their bodies develop and change. And the, I mean, I think what you notice as a young woman going through puberty is suddenly you're a sexualized object, you know. And I think uh, I think that's a lot of what is at the the foundations of these young women who are are saying they're trans men. And yeah, that that so the increase has been like four thousand percent in the number of girls who are going to the gender identity services. Um, there's been nothing like that in older women at all. N- nothing like that increase. In fact, the increase that we have seen as transgenderism has become more normalised is in adult men. So the the two sort of um, demographics where the most transition is happening is middle-aged men, like that guy who's doing that column in The Telegraph that I was talking about the other week, and teenage girls. And that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Because if the numbers of young girls are right, then that should be an equal spread across the whole of the female sex, shouldn't it? And it, and it's not, it's not there. And equally with the men, I think, it, you know, because for most of them it is AGP and therefore it is a fetish. It is something they're kind of coming to in middle age where, I mean, I, I don't really want to think about the psychology of that, but, you know, there is less drive in adolescence. So that, you know, and there are, there are and, and I think a lot of the young men who are transitioning are homosexual, transsexuals, um, rather than AGP. Um, but I, I don't have a lot of evidence to back that up, but that is my, that's my hypothesis. So, yeah, rapid onset gender dysphoria, it's a, it's a serious problem and it is the main reason why so many parents are so concerned about what is happening because yeah these young girls are perfectly happy until they hit puberty and then suddenly they want to be boys and no one is looking into this apart from Lisa Littman you know no one is investigating why that might be no one is questioning you know, thinking, oh, could there be, could there be another reason for this that we haven't thought about? And that's the insidiousness of trans ideology, isn't it? Because you can't question. And um, that's what makes it so dangerous. But yeah, so I just wanted to kind of touch on that really, because I think it's something we all need to really be aware of. And and we do need to understand the different types of transgenderism that there are out there and the different sort of ways in which gender dysphoria presents itself. Thanks so much for listening. I know that it's a strange time. It's been a strange week again. Nothing is normal. I hope you're all staying safe. 
please get in touch ahfpod at gmail.com follow me on facebook and twitter at ahfpod thanks to toes and davian for the music my name is ellie ellis and i am an adult human female